personally, I have received so much from Gene specifically because he is, you know, our pastor and mm-hmm. or the front man or and other pastors. God's used them to speak into my life and encourage me through my hard times, my times of trouble, and set me right in my thinking. And right. you don't see that. They don't see that, you know. But it's happening. I know it's happening in more people's lives than just Absolutely, mine. Absolutely. Yeah. So they are getting through. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church in Franklin, Indiana, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. Current Church meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear in Franklin and exists to encounter God, equip the church, and engage the world. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church, Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Find out more at currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Now here's your host, Jeremy. Well, it's no longer October, but here we are still appreciating our pastor. Better late than never, I guess. If you have not listened to part one of this podcast, I implore you, I beseech you to do part one first. Particularly the back row beat with Ashley. No back row beat today because it was in part one. So let's rewind to last week at Current and hear from the Patriarch. Some said, why do you go to church? I want to be with the family. I want to be with the family. I want to hug someone's neck. I want to tell them that I love them. I want to sing with them. I want to cry with them. I want to rejoice with them. That's why I go. That's why I tell people when they ask, why do you go to church? Because because I'm just an arm. I need a couple legs on me. I need a couple eyeballs, a couple ears. But that's the good thing. Great time last Sunday at Current with Ernie speaking. Jim Palmer on the keyboard. Honoring frontman Gene and pastors Ernie and Jim with assistance from Adam Dedamore. Let's jump right back into this conversation with Becky, Justin, Craig, and maybe a special guest. Thanks for listening. Justin, you have a one and three-year-old. That's not right, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> Justin, you have a zero and two-year-old. Uh, we're at seven months now with Benji, and uh, Olivia will be three in December. Okay. Craig, your two are seven? Be seven in, in uh, about three weeks. Okay, and three. Three. So six well, and three. Yeah. And then, Becky, you had three daughters out of the house at the same time at yeah. one point this year, all doing ministry. Yes. Um, Justin's got pocket Kleenex if we need it. Right. But, uh, I was just like, oh, no, here we go. Don't talk about I, I, I said I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> but I mean, oh, I just, what could be more rewarding than seeing your children grow up and serving? Even yeah. such, they're all young still. Yeah. And just living lives of service. What's that like? Well, it's sort of mind blowing, you know, um, 
as a parent, especially when they're little, you're so focused on, you know, can I make you like not talk back to me? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so there's so much to do. It's a constant thing. And you're so focused on, uh, you know, so, so much of your life just goes into seemingly daily kinds of things. But at the same time, you're always hoping that you're preparing them for the big picture of life, right? And trying to take those moments and, and make use teachable moments and things like that. But it just sort of gets drowned out with the kind of mundane and everyday and the frustration. Um, and so, yeah, now fast forward to kids that are in high school and college and um, it, you're just, it, I don't know if I, how does, how to describe it. Um, it's not even like it's a reward. It's um, you, mostly you're just really proud, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this is just what you hope for. Not that I have done really anything super well or right, but just that I have helped them to see that God is the center of their life. And what does life look like? It looks like service, you know? Um, and so those are just kind of like overarching themes that you just try to stick in the little bits of the corners of, of parenting throughout the years. And and there are days you're like, man, they're just not getting it. <laughs> There's weeks yeah. and months sometimes you're just not getting it. And then like, you know, you kind of get that ray of sunshine kind of peeking out from behind the cloud and you're like, okay, okay, you know. And it's really when they take that opportunity to accept God for themselves, you know, kids do it all at different times, but a lot of times later in those teenage years and to get to see that happen in front of you is, it's just fantastic. Justin, you're on the other end of the spectrum as of right now. Yeah, I'm scared um, as I'll get out to get where Becky's so as, <laughs> as a father of youngins in the church, what's it mean for you to know that there are people who are going to be serving your kids and doing it well and actually caring. And then what is hearing Becky talk like that? What does that uh, evoke within you, if anything? Yeah, greatly important to know that my kids are being uh, poured into by other people that have a, you know, a similar drive in their faith and a similar uh, feeling towards, like Becky was talking about, like how important uh, children are. And when it comes to the church and, and pouring into them as like the next generation of believers and um, and instilling in them you know God's principles and stuff like that, I want that. I, I don't want them to just hear it from me and Bitsy. You know, I I don't want them to think that you no, know, my parents are just weird. And <laughs> obviously, they don't they don't think that yet. Of course <laughs> not. But, but, no. Um, but I think it's really important to see like this collective. Uh, body of believers and for our children to see that the other parents are the same, you know, or, and, have, and want the same things for them and love them, you know, and care for them, uh, even though they're not their biological parents, you know, and that they are accepted and part of that body in that way. And I think that love will kind of show that to them before they fully understand it. So I, I do appreciate the children's workers and allowing that to happen, you know, that scenario or that thing to cultivate my children and growing up in the church. Um, I mean, I grew up in the church and it was important for me, you know, to see other Christian parents, you know, and feel the dynamics of that. But, uh, and then the second part of your question, I would love to see my children grow up and be like the Fiesel girls, right? You know, and to follow Christ and to 
recognize God's calling on your life and pursue that in ministry. And it may not look the same at all. And I'm aware of that. Absolutely. And and I, nor do I honestly care what it looks like as long as, you know, I don't know. Well, I barely know what God wants for me to do. You know, I don't want to <laughs> assume that I have that planned out for my kids. You know, I do have plans for them, but, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's going to race motocross. No, um, no, they, uh, God wants it. No, um, no uh, I'm I'm super scared to have teenagers, you know, to to get to that place where I have to be like, all right, all that prep work, all that time pouring into them, all that time taking them to and from, you know, church or school or, you know, other events, like trying to instill in them how to live this life, how to be uh, good people and how to follow Christ and listen to his word and just kicking them out of the nest type thing uh, when it comes to their own decision making and their own spiritual walk uh will they are they getting it you know are they grabbing everything that i tried to put into them throughout all those years which hasn't happened yet because they're only you know they're pretty young but um that's a scary thing because ultimately it is them that has to accept that and make that decision and while it does reflect on parents you know how your kids come out uh it's still uh they have their own choices in the matter you know you can do everything right and still a kid could be, yeah, I'm going to do this, you know. It just says, you know, when they're old, they'll not depart from it. And who knows? That's very ambiguous. Yes. It's not uh, <laughs> It's not like, yeah, great, you're 17, that's old enough. And now you're going to follow everything that God said. I don't know. You know, so um, in my family, there's been a wide range of when the person picked up and to decide when I'm old, you know, and this is... I'm going to follow. It's a scary thing, but it doesn't deter me from attempting. Sure. Greg? Current's definitely changed. It it definitely went from we were doing shows once or twice a weekend and then having our gathering on Sunday night. And then, you know, it sort of evolved or changed into uh, younger parents, those, those people that were there, and then new people that were coming in were newly or young married couples. And so just obviously at that point, everyone just started having having babies. And so, um, but it's been real cool because um, the parents, specifically the, uh, the moms, it's been a, it's a, been a good uh, bonding thing and a good uh, a support for each other as they're all going through the same thing. And uh, I think that's been real good. And I'm, I'm glad that my wife's been able to help out with that and, and I think all the all the women at, uh, at current have really good uh, relationship with one another, and they support one another. And in, in regards to the children's, you know, we call it children's ministry, they've all pretty much almost all of them have pitched in and help out in either the classes or or the nursery. And so it's been it's it's awesome to know that you know I can send my my daughters um, into those classes, and I know that they are. Um, having a good time with their friends and they love hanging out with their friends there at the gathering and they also I know that they're getting taught you know the word in a in a sort of a classroom setting Um, so it's good among their peers to really uh, you know learn about the word and be taught uh, right alongside of their friends so I, I think it's I think they do a real nice job at at the at the gathering in regards to uh uh, creating such an environment 
a healthy, positive environment to uh, learn and have a good time. In regards to my kids, I just want them to be who God has called them to be. Right now, I just want them to be in a positive environment, uh, learn everything they can, uh, learn at school, um, education, um, their relationship with God. Leilani, uh, last year, uh, asked Jesus into her heart with Grandpa at the house. I thought that was really, really cool. She watched one of the videos that uh, Grandpa, my dad, has put together, and he's put a lot of different videos together, and um, it was actually in response to one of the videos. Mm. And so last year at the age of five, she actually said she wanted to have Jesus into her heart. So I thought that was really cool. And it was a really cool experience because my dad was, not only did he do 45 years of senior pastor ministry, uh, but my dad did a lot of children's ministry. He did a lot of, uh, we would do kids crusades. We go, you know, as a kid, I remember going to all the different uh, different churches around the state and doing kids crusades like four nights in the week. And so he led a lot of kids to the Lord. So it was really cool. And that time when my dad went through what we call the sinner's prayer in regards to asking Jesus into your heart. So I thought it was, it was a really cool moment when Leilani did that last year with my dad. Um, so just wanting them to just do, you know, help them with the giftings, help them to let them understand uh, the, their giftings and uh, really be able to use that no matter what that looks like, whether that's a front man like Gene, whether that's like me and just a helps ministry or whether that's, you know, being a good mom, whatever that is, or being a good coworker, being a good worker, whatever that is, and just using their giftings to help out and encourage one another and just being obedient. It's all about just being obedient. So if they can just be obedient to what God has them do and use their giftings, and I think that's, that's what's important. You touched on something, how the women in our church do a good job of, you know, including each other in that ministry and like uh, the WAC group, uh, Women at Current Church group. And I just like to reiterate that we do have a, a great, like, female group of, you know, women in our church that are just very close and very, uh, like, helpful to each other and to encourage them in that. I've, I've been in churches where it's not like that, where maybe uh, the the female aspect of that church is a little more catty with each other or they don't work as well together. And I, I think the women in our church do a great job and that reflective of the leadership in our church and reflective of, you know, the the women of God that are promoting that in our church. And I think that's a, a really great aspect of current that I don't know that has been talked about so much. You know, they know, they talk to each other all the time, you know, so, and that's great, you know. No, I agree. And I think that, and it's not always easy to see, but a lot of that has to do with Paula. Yeah. And um, yeah. that really does. So, I mean, She'd be the front man's wife, and uh, I saw it firsthand, and you've seen it firsthand. Growing up in a pastor's home, the pastor, which has been our dads, you know, they, they're they up front, and they're, see, you know, not really getting the praise, but they're the ones speaking and, you know, uh, doing all the stuff, and they see it, but they don't. What doesn't always be seen is, and even on Pastor Appreciation uh, Month or week or however it's done in the local body, um, I think it's super important to really recognize the wife because there's a lot of behind the scenes taking care of the family taking care of the household taking care when the you know when gene might be gone or whatever but but in regards to what you're saying i think paula has a big part in a lot of there's a lot of different ways but paula has a big part on how the unity of the of the women at current church Absolutely. are definitely and synonymous with your whole ministry in the church of what you talked about of, of being a helper of being like 
that is like the role of the wife to the to the pastors like it, there's so much that is needs to be done and it's totally thankless because it's all behind the scenes and they go through all the same hurts all the same emotional like ups and downs that the pastor goes through and a lot of times there can be a bitterness that forms in their hearts just like the kids you know pastor's kids and because they, they're seeing their their husband be raked over the coals or somehow you know hurt or go through his emotional ups and downs and to have the strength or the grace from God to, to deal with that takes an equal calling or at least more of a calling who knows you know because they're not receiving the praise up in front or right. maybe the accolades that most pastors will be like well there's not very many of them. but you know um but definitely uh, Paula's role as like kind of that uh, that female leadership uh, example that she's setting uh, for the women in our church along with other great moms great wives great females in our church uh, is really awesome and I just wanted to talk about that again because you had said something there and I thought it was really good and those people definitely need encouragement you know and thanks for all that they do and you, that's it's more like an informal leader but it's a it's super important oh definitely And I'm Daniel, Ben Adonai, from He Is Revival Ministries. Our heart is to see the church healthy, whole, and moving in the power of God. We've dedicated our lives as traveling ministers to help support and encourage the church, to help build up the church, advance the kingdom, and bring a true message of revival. We'd love for you to partner with us in prayer and financially. Connect with us online at heisrevival.com. Click on Give to make a monthly recurring donation. And keep up with us on facebook.com slash heisrevival. Hey, this is Gene, the front man at Current Church, and glad you found our podcast. You can hit me up directly, uh, gene at currentchurch.net. Love to field any questions you might have regarding me or the church or anything that's happening there. So hope you'll enjoy the podcast every time you get a chance to tune in. Hope you learn something from it. Hope you figure out a little bit more about who we are. If you ever want to visit us, you can find us at 230 Commerce Drive. We meet at the Gear in Franklin, 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. You can sleep in, come hang out on Sunday night. It's what I do. (laughs) You can visit our website, currentchurch.net. We're on all the social medias. We're really not on all the social medias, but we are on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Instagram at currentchurchfranklin, Facebook slash currentchurch. This is my best radio voice. The NPR voice requires you to get really close. You have to get really close for the NPR voice. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church. Justin, I think you have a unique perspective. Um, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'd like to, in our time remaining now, you've had a front row seat for somebody who has walked a similar path to Pastor Gene, in that if you're in ministry, sometimes you're going to get kicked in the teeth. Um, in fact, let me... Let me read a passage. Ooh. This book is called In Search of the King. 
but the this uh, this heading is feed my sheep, and it says feeding and caring for sheep is a dirty and thankless job. It will wear your fingers to the bone, and in return, you often get nothing but rudeness from the sheep. They will kick you, spit on you, and bite you. You see, while sheep are known for recognizing the voice of their shepherd and resting within his care, they also possess a strong, stubborn streak and a tendency to bite the hand that feeds. Shepherding is not a glamorous job. It is no accident that we have multiple accounts in Scripture where the youngest and lowest-ranking member of the family is given the task of caring for the sheep. Yet Jesus used the picture of feeding sheep when he gave the apostle Peter this command. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. And that went on for three times. So the illustration is... The highest calling can be the lowest calling, depending on how you look at it. I'm sure you could tell stories, and I won't ask you for a lot of specifics, but you are probably somebody who can speak into Gene's life, having grown up and watched your dad go through some of the pathways of ministry and being the dude, you know, the, the guy on the front line, the front man. Yeah. Sometimes in maybe in smaller bodies, it can be even more evident. So how can you encourage somebody like Gene seeing what you've seen over the years? Yeah, so every pastor, I think, goes through roughly the same thing, and none of it's really all that great. It's like uh, a lot can happen when you're the front man or the guy, you know, the the guy on top of that, you know, hierarchy in the church. And um, it's an amazing path you know if god calls you to it uh, make sure god called you to it you know it's like it, it's going to be so difficult it'll be so rewarding but it'll be so difficult because of all the stuff that comes at you and so uh, to anybody else who's in that situation or feels called to that situation it will be hard uh, you're not alone in that like pretty much anything that can happen uh, that happens to pastors and i i saw a whole lot of that happen to my dad uh, over the course of you know 20 years of being a mystery he's still in ministry he's still a pastor and so it's while it is difficult and challenging he still feels that call and he tried to get out of it he tried to be like you know i'm gonna chill out i'm gonna move to from chicago to nashville indiana and buy a log cabin and i'm gonna <laughs> just relax and have good and he was like so restless <laughs> i can't do this he's like Honey, I got to get back into ministry. And she's like, no, no. She, my mom's <laughs> great and she's supportive uh, 100%. But uh, she, she was there too. You know, she was seeing the same things. She sees, you know, uh, her husband and our dad, you know, like uh, get roasted and raked over the coals for stuff that's like, look, this person, this, this uh, is this pastor figure, whatever they're called or whatever they look like, you know, is performing so many roles. You know, especially in a small church where there's not like this board of people to help or whatever, they they are like the one that has to be like the logistics manager and scheduling manager, event coordinator, you know, and uh, counselor and psychologist. You know, it's like uh, they have to be all these roles for people and for a lot of people. And people have these needs at different times, you know, twenty four seven, and so. It is extremely difficult, but on the flip side of that, to like it is for raising kids even, right? To see them make that decision, to see people over and over again make the decision to to follow Christ and to to step into 
this life plan or a, a, a biblical mindset uh, on their own volition based upon you being uh, you being obedient to what God called you to do is super rewarding, you know. And uh, that I think God gives you that just when you need it to carry you over through those hard times. And and I think that's very cyclical in every ministry. It's like when you're just like. Ugh, God, I cannot do this anymore. And then he shows you some fruit from your ministry and or gives you fruit in, in that way. And it's uh, that's super rewarding. And I would see it over and over again in my dad and in my parents and in ministries I've been in. And personally, it's like it is you're going to go through times where you're just like, why? Why am I doing this? Why am I sacrificing time with my family? Why am I sacrificing maybe my future and economic status or whatever it is, uh, why would I do that? And God's just like, boom, there you go. That's why mm-hmm. this person's com- life has completely changed. Their their pathway that they were headed down, because you were faithful to me, I was able to work in their mm-hmm. life, and now they're headed in this direction. And that's very gratifying, I think. Uh, uh, enough so that it keeps people continuing ministry. Sure. If that was not there, then forget it. You know. So I think Gene's transparency is amazing. I think... <laughs> Those of us who are, I mean, we're all just living life and it's, it's life. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff. And, and to hear your pastor on Sunday night say, I feel like giving up basically about every Monday morning. That's powerful. That's something, you, yeah, I identify with that. And our pastor definitely wears his heart on his sleeve, probably more than most or some. So what specific encouragement? You, you, you see the gears grinding. You see... Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, okay. unintended. Yeah. Um, but you see the, the constant mental process. Am I still called to this? Is this looking like what it's supposed to look like? Yeah. Yep. I'm an optimist thinking, yes, yes, it is. You know, around the next corner, he's going to see it. What encouragement do you have for Gene specifically? <laughs> this is not going to sound like encouragement, <laughs> uh, but hey, Moses never saw it, you know? Sure. Yeah. That, we're not promised anything, you know. We're not promised that uh, God just can be like, "Bam, here you go. Current church is now six thousand people, and you have enough financial well-being that you can yeah. bless nations, you know, and do whatever." We're not promised that. That's not something that we can even. We don't know what God has planned. We don't know what uh, what that's going to look like. But it just reminded me, though, like in Hebrews, where it talks about how that very thing that not only Moses but lots of the forefathers didn't get to see like the promise that was given them and it says that and that Jesus did what he did for the joy set before him and it was you know it was for God right not Mm -hmm. and and while God does give us that blessing sometimes the being obedient to God is is the reward yeah and if it is in the next life or whatever that you mm-hmm. know that the reward is is shown or, or received uh, is that good enough and that's something that every person called to ministry has to has to come to terms with or feel yeah. that's why I'm over and over again I'm just like if you feel like this is what God's called you to do make sure it's God's calling on your life because yeah. when trouble comes or you know like it's gonna come and God's going to be there. He's going to help you. He's not going to put you through something you can't bear. Right. Um, but it's going to be difficult. And I think the encouragement is like people in ministry. Personally, I have received so much from 
from Gene specifically because he is, you know, our pastor and mm-hmm. or the front man or and other pastors. They uh, God's used them to speak into my life and, and encourage me through my hard times, my times of trouble, and set me right in my thinking. And right. you don't see that. They don't see that, you know. But it's happening and it's I know it's happening in more people's lives than just Absolutely, mine. Absolutely. Yeah. So they are getting through, you know. They're they're getting through to us stupid sheep. You know. <laughs> My dad always loved to say, he's like, I don't, my dad wasn't a farmer ever. I don't, I don't think, no, he wasn't. But he would always be like, sheep are so dumb, you have to take them in out of the rain because if they look up, they'll drown, you know? So <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it was how he emphasized how stupid sheep are. And he thought, he, I always thought, I was like, you know, maybe Jesus was being rather satirical by calling the church sheep, you know, maybe he was actually cracking a joke. I think <laughs> you people are sheep. Cause at that time people were like, Oh man, sheep are dumb, you know? So yeah, sheep definitely has a negative connotation in today's society. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in sheep or whatever. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Craig. Well, there's, a, you know, we talked about the women. There's, there's a lot of guys, gentlemen, men, um, that are very supportive and very helpful. I know my lane, and my role and everyone helps out and supports so i like that gene wears it on his sleeve because there's actually a lot of times and a lot of front men that it's very easy to be almost like some politicians and uh and being fake and hiding how they feel so it's a lot easier to react and a lot easier to know how to be there for someone if they show it show how they're feeling so to be able to hide and then go home and you know and, and then release it on the family it's a, it's a lot better just to share it i mean we're all we're all the same type of people you know what i'm saying we're 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 all doing this together so if he tries to act like he's perfect then i i just you know he shouldn't he should just be real and that's what i like about it i like that he's real and then we can, you know, we're real with each other. So there's no reason why he can't be real with all of us. We're all just a group of uh, believers. They're trying to do life together. And that's how we should all be to one another. He just has that calling and he knows his gifting is to lead. And he has that, yeah, that calling to, uh, to lead us in our relationship with our Lord. So I hope that answered your question. I think the people at Current could spot a fake immediately. So, you know, <laughs> that's why Gene is, you know, still the front man still is because he can be real and he is real with his feelings and emotions. And that's very beneficial to his role and in the front man position there. But also the subculture kids, you know, whatever it was like in Franklin, I came kind of like right when that was transition is happening. But I was involved in, you know, subcultures up in Chicago and, you can spot a fake them all the way. It's like you're not gonna you're not gonna hide from that type of mentality that you grow up in in that scene, you know. Right. I think he's like um, a lot of us, or some of us at least. We're real hard on ourselves, and we'd like to see you know with uh, with leading the body believers, it's real easy to you know to look towards different things. We're all carnal people to look towards different things to show whether you know we're getting the fruits of our labor and uh, see what's really being impactful. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, and I've seen this over the course of the years. There's a lot of things that uh, even my dad has made impact on kids, made impact on uh, people that he didn't even think was making an impact. But so, for instance, there's somebody um, just recently in the last few years that has 
reached out to him and he's actually my brother's age so he's four years younger than me and he's actually reached out to him and whenever he was having you know problems and issues with his his dad he really was listening to my dad during either children's ministry or just being there we were friends obviously of the family and he's reached out to him and he'll facebook message him or text him and you know and he's been real adamant in the last couple of years and just letting him know how much of an impact he had on him so there's a lot of things that for instance gene there's a lot of things that you do that go unnoticed they go uh to where you know you don't think you're making an impact but there's a lot of times you are making an impact so you know that happens a lot with you know with children's ministry just trying to relate it you know there's a lot when you you don't think people are you don't think the kids are listening but they're definitely listening and so once they once they get a little bit older they remember it or they go home and they talk about it so i mean it's very you know things don't always get the credit they should um but making that impact making that sowing that seed that that makes a big difference um so i mean there's there's a lot of things that go unnoticed, but it's it's very encouraging to see someone that's real, that loves God, it loves to help people. Um, we'll we'll spend, you know, he's taken, Gene's taken, you know, just the last couple weekends ago, took my dad to the hospital. I had my kids were sick, and my wife would have happened to be gone that weekend, and he he has no problem going and you know, and after he, he had worked all day. And, uh, you know, like nine o'clock at night, came over to the house and took my dad to the hospital. So there's a lot of things. He helped us with our kitchen. He's helped with the bathroom. He's helped with all different stuff. And I know he's done that for probably about every family in the gathering. So, I mean, he is, he's really a servant and he's really loves to go out and help people. You know, Gene doesn't always think that, uh, preaching is his strength, but he's real, real in the strength. He may not have these, you know, always these fancy sermons with these three points and, you know, make it all sound all great, but he's real and he makes it, you know, brings it to real life. And it's not just this cookie cutter thing. It's just real life. And it's just real open. And I think that's awesome. So there's a lot of good things that go unnoticed. Um, but I really appreciate the giftings that he does have, but there's giftings that he doesn't have. And that's where we all, all of us at the body, are there to do our gifting and then if we all do our gifting then we can all encourage and and uh, fulfill the call of the church definitely becky i would like to ask the same question to you but with a different frame because you've been there you have the the familial connection to gene and paula long history with them what would be your encouragement and uh part b of that would be what would you like the family at current to know about those who shepherd us and who who minister to us. Maybe I'll start with that last part first. Um, I think I want to kind of focus maybe on Paula a little bit. And um, I know that you all see her many, many gifts. She's opened herself up to be intimate with people and personal. And that, as a pastor's wife especially, can also set you up for a lot of negative responses But I see Paula and I think of the courage that she has when she does that. And um, I'm so thankful that she does because she has so much to share. So I I want you all to see that. And just in terms of encouragement, hmm. just right now where Current Church is, I'm at a place of like intense excitement. I feel like God is doing something different and I don't know what it looks like. And 
I, I so much of it is because Gene and Paula are willing to be open yeah. to change, to obedience. And while it, you know, since it's not clear, that can make it frustrating. But I personally am just really excited about where God is taking us in the very near future. I don't, I don't even know what that looks like, but it, it's going to be great because God's in it, and um, I'm thankful for how Gina and Paula have walked the walk so far and w- where we are right now. I think it's awesome when you talk about that or just. You're right, like the, their openness to change and they're wearing their emotions on the sleeves or letting us know where they're at, you know, as maybe our, our leader kind of team in the in the church. It's awesome to be a part of a church that allows that. I mean, there's so many churches that they're closed off to change. They're closed off to mm-hmm. uh, letting people step up and use their gifts in the church. And that yeah. is, uh, I think, massively beneficial for uh, my involvement in the church, like, I appreciate that so much about their character and way, the way God's called them into current church. So I just thought about that while you are talking about mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm really thankful that they do that, and I think it's beneficial to the the walks of everyone in the church. You know? Yep. Becky, we need to release you yep. to the WAC retreat. Is there anything that you would like to say uh, on your way out? I think I want to reiterate maybe something Gene says, and he's kind of talking about kids when he says it, but he's, he talks about how it takes a village, but really that means it takes a church. But the it, we're not talking just about kids. The, the body of Christ is something that God has intended to for all of us in our lives to encourage us, to push us, to, to remind us what the Word of God says. And I'm so thankful for our body and our overseer. And, and all the people that who pour into it, all the ministries, all the people that I feel like almost every person in our, our body is probably involved in a ministry, if you want to call it that. Um, but even if that's not something formal, they're sharing and giving yeah. and pouring, and that's what makes Current Church what it is. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Well, thank you for the ways that you sacrificed. Thank you for your time this morning. I know it's a busy weekend, so it means a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Craig, uh, thank you. Again, thank you for your faithfulness. Any parting words here before we wrap up Pastor Appreciation and Ministry Appreciation Month? You got anything to say, Leilani? What's the best thing that you like about Gene? Does he make you laugh? Is he silly? Do you like how he uh, likes to dance like Michael Jackson? Yeah. Because you like to dance. It's funny, Gene's thing in regards to kids, because he he has a good time with the kids. And the kids kids actually like him. Yeah. No, I just want to say thanks to, uh, I appreciate Gene, I appreciate Paula, appreciate Tabor, uh, I appreciate everyone that's, you know, that helps out in ministry um, in one way or another. Uh, I'd say current, um, and it's everything, everything is a direct re- reflection on leadership, and that's, you know, that's that's in, the, I guess you call it secular business world, but it also happens in, you know, in the church, in the body as well. Um, so seeing the participation of people that help and and uh volunteer or help out in one way or another um i'd say we i'd like to compare our our body our little c to about anybody in the um in the country in regards to percent participation and in, in helping out um i'd say there's i'd be it'd be really hard to find someone that has the same amount of volunteers percentage wise than our body does and that has a lot to say about Gene and Paula. 
Um, so, you know, in one way or another, through the ministry, through them serving, through everything, uh, that shows a lot. So I really appreciate Paula. She really helps out and has been there for my wife. Um, and I appreciate Gene, and he's been there and, and been there for me whenever I needed to talk to someone or go out to lunch with or breakfast with or come over and slave in my kitchen for hours trying to fix up last year when we were trying to get everything together. So there's they've, they've been there for us for, for everything. He, he Gene, I appreciate him. He's the one that I married uh, John and I at Gear 1.0. And uh, so... You know, I, we were working together at the gear and, you know, we were uh, volunteering at the gear, my wife now and I. So he helped us with that. So every, about every stage, Gene and Paul has been there, you know, having kids, getting married, dating, going through the, all that. In that order. All that fun stuff. Oh, yeah, that order for sure. For sure. <laughs> as far as uh, anybody out there who's not involved in some sort of ministry in the church, if you're looking for a way to bless uh, the ministry and or the leadership in our church, or, and you just want to be completely selfish and grow your own faith in Christ, uh, uh, volunteer for something. That, that is the way God can use you and really solidify the things that you have been learning in church and learning from the Bible and through your personal walk with Christ. Like that is that is the way to really hammer it home and and create some sort of habitual lifestyle when it comes to your walk with Christ in, in your life and it'll get so deep in you and that's the way to do it. You know, like just by volunteering and being a part of a ministry. Good. We're supposed to serve one another. And so if we can't serve in the body, then it can't be, it's gotta be easier to serve in the body among believers than it is outside. So, yeah. you know, yeah. anyway, Craig, thanks. Hey, no problem. Justin. Thanks. Sure. Leilani. Thanks. Welcome. Are you taking a nap today? Yes. Oh, that was to her. <laughs> You've been listening to Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church. For more information, visit currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Current Church is located in Franklin, Indiana, and meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear. Theme music written and performed by Still the Hand, imaging by Jessica Albertson. Please join us next time for more conversations on Big C, Little C. Moonwalk is so easy to do.